Hey, what's up? My name is Dusty Otis. I am the lead pastor here at The Grove in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for taking part of your day to be a part of this church, to engage in this message, and for supporting our ministry. It means more than you know. None of what we get to do happens without you. I pray that today's message speaks to your heart. I hope that it helps you move forward in your relationship with God, and I hope that you become just a little bit better in following Jesus because you took the time to listen today. Enjoy the message. My name is Donnie, and I am a priest. And I am a follower of Jesus. I've been told that I have the gift of gab. I've been told that, um, that I'm good at talking. I do like talking. But one of the, another thing I really like doing is I like listening. My 15-year-old son might disagree with that, but I do like listening. And he would agree that I'm good at talking. Okay. Thank you, Jamin. I appreciate that. So um, there was a picture of, uh, of my family that we're going to pop up here in just a second. I want to introduce you to them. This is, uh, this is my family. This is, they're the reason why I do what I do. Okay. On the right, you have, yes, it's on the right. No, on your left, you have my 15-year-old son, Jamin. He's going to be 16 next week. He's getting his driver's license. In the middle there, you have my beautiful bride. Her name is Kim, and she's fantastic. Next to her, you have my 13-year-old daughter, Kenna, and she's also quite wonderful. And that, uh, that dashing man with the bald head and the beautiful, luscious beard, that's me, in case you're wondering. My name's Donnie, and I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus, and I was made for this. You guys just finished a series with Dusty called I Was Made for What? That's how I read it when I, when I, when I saw the, the, uh, the title slide from that series. I was made for what? I was made for this. You were made for this too. My, uh, my Instagram profile tells you a little bit more about me. Um, I, wrote, I wrote on my Instagram profile that I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a worshiper. I'm a husband. I'm also a coffee roaster. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an innovator. I'm a business owner. I'm an Enneagram 8 with a wing 7. Any of you guys familiar with the Enneagram? <laughs> That's probably meaningless to the rest of you, but I'm an 8 with a wing 7. Another picture of my family. I will tell you a little bit more about what we do. We started a coffee company back in uh, the fall of 2018. And as we were trying to name this coffee company, we asked ourselves, what are some of the core values of our family? What are some of the things that are important to us? And as we, as we kind of narrowed down some of those things, story became a, a highlight for us. We realized that we were in a season where, where we were called to, uh, to, to listen to other people's stories. Where are you from? Where are you now? Where are you going? We also realized that my wife has a gift of hospitality. And so when we invited people to, into our home, she was really good at creating moments and memories where, where people, uh, people could, could have a story to tell about it later. So we named our coffee company Storymaker. Because as a family, we're called to make people's stories special, but we're also called to recognize the special that's already in their stories. I like a good story. 
This is, this is my family here in this picture. Again, um, this is all of us. We, we do a, events with a, a vintage coffee camper that we renovated and uh, turned into a mobile coffee bar. So that's, that's from outside into the coffee bar. Jamin and I are standing in front of the coffee bar. Kenna and Kim are inside. That's our, uh, our nitro taps in the background there. Uh, nitro cold brew. In fact, the coffee that you're drinking this morning is coffee that I roast. So... <laughs> So thanks for coming and enjoying the coffee. I appreciate that. Um, I like a good story. You guys like good stories? This is another picture of our coffee bar. So we get to go with this coffee bar and we get to go be a part of other people's stories. Special moments, weddings, um, you know, anniversary parties, uh, you know, milestone moments. We get to bring this vintage camper and we get to roll in and make great coffee drinks for people. Coffee is one of those things. It's a vehicle, easily a vehicle for you to sit down and hear somebody else's story. Hey, let's go to coffee. Hey, hey I haven't seen you in a long time. I ha- let's go catch up over a cup of coffee. Story maker. That's what we do. Okay. That's who I am. I like a good story. And you know what? What's uh, something interesting about that is that Jesus is an author. In fact, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, Jesus is the author and finisher. So if he's an author, he's writing a story, right? Philippians 1.6 says, I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So he's not just an author who started a story. He's a finisher. He's going to finish that story. That's what I want to talk to you guys about today. What's your story? You know, you have a story. You have a story worth telling. You have a story worth listening to. What's your story? I already said it once, but I like a good story. I like songs that tell stories. That's code for old school country, if you guys were wondering about that, right? I like songs that tell stories. Johnny's daddy was taking him fishing when he was eight years old. Anybody heard that song? Yeah, it's a good one. I'm not, it's not just country that I like, but that's one of the genres that I really enjoy because it has good stories. I like, I like to read books too. Anybody like to read books? Yeah, awesome. I like to read the good stories where there's a clearly defined bad guy, there's a clearly defined good guy, there's a twist somewhere along the road, there's this epic adventure to be had, or maybe there's a mystery that needs to be solved. I like a good story. But I'm also a movie lover, too. Anybody like to go to the movies? I like movies. But again, I mean, I like movies so much that sometimes I like to go to the movies by myself. Anybody like to go to the movies by themselves? Just me. Okay. (laughs) Oh, not just me. Thanks. I appreciate that. Thank you. I see that hand. Many of us like a good movie. We like to go to the movies and we like to see the big stories. Like lately, the biggest stories that have been out are, are like the Marvel movies, right? The DC comic movies, uh, the Star Wars epic saga that's, uh, that's currently unfolding. I like movies like Braveheart. You guys remember that movie, Braveheart? I like to think of uh, another movie that Mel Gibson did shortly after Braveheart was basically the American version of Braveheart. It was called The Patriot, also a fantastic movie. A lot of these movies begin to follow a, um, 
a, a particular formula if you really look at them. It's not just the movies that start that, though, or that, that do it that way. This idea of this epic hero's journey is not a modern invention. It's not something that we just created in the last 50 to 100 years. It's been going on forever. You have all the way back throughout history, across continents, across nations, across people groups, you have stories like this that are these epic hero journeys. Homer, from Greek mythology, not from The Simpsons. The Iliad, right? More Greek mythology. These epic stories of the ages. Man, I like a good story. I'm also a little bit of a geek. I mentioned earlier Star Wars. I do like Star Wars. Anybody, any Star Wars fans in the room? That's not why I'm a geek. What, what, what I mean when I say I'm a geek is I like to figure out why things work. I like to get in and try to sort it out and figure it out. And I, I, I noticed these patterns that these, these epic hero stories seem to have this, uh, this sort of a common arc that the hero goes on. And, uh, and apparently I'm not the only one that does that uh, or that has noticed that because in, in 1871, an anthrop anthropologist named Edward Burnett Taylor pointed out some of the common aspects of the hero's journey in, uh, in these narrated stories that were, he was studying as an anthropologist. In 1949, a guy named Joseph Campbell wrote a book that this graphic comes from. It's not this exact graphic, but where he, uh, he noted that um, there are basic 12 basic steps that every hero's sort of story that, that has a hero's arc begins to go through. Uh, the, the steps called the monomyth or the hero's journey, okay? These 12 steps are, are pretty common. Now, not every hero's journey clearly defines each of these 12 steps in here, um, but nearly every one of them follows a very similar arc, okay? For today's purposes, we're, gonna, we're only going to get to about step number six today, so the next slide that we're going to get to will uh, kind of blur the rest of them so that we don't get too distracted. How's that sound? <laughs> these kind of stories are found throughout human history. The epic mythologies of old, like I mentioned before, Homer and the Iliad, the Odyssey, Greek mythology, well-known folktales like Jack and the Beanstalk, have the hero's arc. Don Quixote, remember that story, also follows the hero's arc. Our comic books that we have today follow the hero's arc. Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, the MCU, follows this. Iron Man, Black Panther, Thor, all of the hero stories that we get today, they all follow a very similar story. Have you ever thought to ask why? Why? Why do these stories seem to, to follow the same sort of a theme throughout history, throughout nations, across people groups? They all have similar threads to them. Well, Ecclesiastes 3.11 says this. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from the beginning to the end. He has planted eternity in your heart. Have any of you ever experienced deja vu? 
it's that weird sort of funky sensation where you walk into a room or a place you, you're pretty sure you've never been, but it feels like, oh my goodness, I've, uh, this really feels like I've, I've been here before. Or you hear, you hear a song and you're like, man, I feel like I've heard that song somewhere, but it, it literally just came out on the radio yesterday or you know, on, on streaming services since nobody listens to the radio anymore. <laughs> it's because he planted eternity in your heart you begin to hear these threads that sound familiar. You like these epic stories. You hear these wonderful songs and something resonates inside your heart because there's something familiar there. It's almost like a heavenly deja vu. He has planted eternity in the human heart. What on earth does that mean? There are so many things in this world that move our hearts. And he has planted eternity in our hearts. Because when we, when we experience these moments, when we, when we hear these stories, there's something familiar in them. Sort of like when you see a beautiful sunset and it leaves you in an odd silence. It's like a distant memory just at the edge of your mind. When you hear a beautiful story that tugs at your heart in a certain way, it's almost like a forgotten word that's just on the tip of your tongue. When you hear a beautiful song that moves you to tears, it's like the strains of some long forgotten lullaby that faintly reminds you of being in your father's arms. He's written eternity on your heart. When we read books or watch stories or hear about these epic hero journeys, there's something in our heart and our souls that are longing for this place called home that he has planted eternity in your heart. God's an author of something far greater than anything we could ever imagine. He has an adventure written on your heart. Remember, I, we put up here a moment ago. Yeah, there it is. Hebrews 12, 2. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's written eternity in your heart. Jeremiah 29, 11 has a promise in it that says, I alone know the plans I have for you. Plans to bring you peace and not disaster. Plans to bring a future filled with hope. Or the, as this translation is, I really like, plans to bring about the future you hope for. He has plans for you. He's written eternity on your heart. And he's written a story for you. Psalm 139 has another promise where David is crying out and, and, and proclaiming this promise that says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Who records things in a book? An author does. And every moment was laid out before a single day was passed. He's written a story for you where you are the hero. You might say, ah, oh, Donnie, I'm no hero. You don't know me. You don't know what I've done. I'm no hero. Well, I'll tell you what. Romans 8.37 says, in all things, you are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That sounds like a hero to me. But you don't know what I've been through. 
Romans 8.28 reminds us that he works all things for our good. Ah, but what about this mess that I've made of my life? Philippians 1.6 says, I am certain that he who began this good work within you will continue that work until it's finally finished. If it's not beautiful right now, it will be because he's not done. If it's not finished, it's going to be. A promise to bring you a future filled with hope or the future that you hope for. That's the promise of the story that he's written for you. Where do you find yourself on the hero's journey? He's written that story for each one of us. We're all on the hero's journey. Maybe you, maybe you found yourself in the ordinary world, that first step on the, on the hero's circle there. Maybe you find yourself in that ordinary world where things are painful, things might seem meaningless, things might seem hopeless. Maybe you're today years old when you're hearing about the fact that Jesus is an author who's written a story for your life. And you're getting called to this adventure. I'm standing here, up here today to invite you onto this epic adventure. Maybe you've been writing your story yourself and you're, you're refusing the call. You're going to write the story yourself. I got this. I got this. You don't know the things I've done. You don't know the things I've said. You don't know the things that have been done to me. I don't want to quit partying. I don't want to quit enjoying the life that I've built for myself. Or you're at the place where you're going, you know what? This story that I've written isn't the story that I want to be living. I got good news for you. It doesn't have to end there. If you put the pen down and you surrender to the one who's written the story, He's got a better plan. He's got a better story for your life. Maybe today you're meeting a mentor. Maybe I'm a mentor. Maybe you have a mentor that you've just come across. That's, we're, we're all the way up to step four here now on the hero's journey. Maybe Dusty's like that mentor for you. Maybe you have a best friend or maybe you have a coach from high school or maybe, maybe you have somebody in your life who, who's living the way that you want to be living that you can connect with. Maybe you're, you've already crossed the threshold. Maybe you're already on this journey. Maybe you've already surrendered to the author. The next step is step six, and this is a very, very important step. Tests, allies, and enemies. This is a very important phase in the journey. This is where the, uh, the fellowship of the ring begins to be assembled. Remember uh, Lord of the Rings? Any, anybody watch that movie? This is where, yeah, I see you guys like that movie. This is where the Avengers begin to get assembled. The friends and the allies that are around you. Who are your people? This is, this is where you find your squad. This is where you find your people. Who are my people? Are the people in your life making you better or are they dragging you down? couple questions to begin to ask yourself. Are the people in your life on the same journey as you? 
Are they living for the same purpose as you? Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Who are you walking with? Who are your companions? Do you need to reevaluate the people that you're, that you're assembling as a part of your allies for this epic journey that you're going on? The next step after assembling this, after the, the, the mentor comes in and you cross the threshold and you begin assembling your allies, your friends, you get your, your, um, your fellowship of the rings put together, you get your Avengers by your side, the next step is, is training and building up for the, the, uh, the epic battle in the story. The next step is where the hero goes into the, the dojo and starts training for the battle. If you don't have the right people by your side, are you going to be training for the right battle and are you going to be prepared? You guys have a great pastor here. You guys have great people that attend this church and you have some great momentum going right now. Who are your allies? Who are you walking with? Are you ready to start meeting together regularly to get your battle orders, to get your training? So what's your story? I'll close with this. No matter where you find yourself on this journey today, you can put your hands up, you can set the pen down, and you can surrender to the author and let him have control. Are you, maybe you're sensing a calling to, to something deeper. Maybe there's something more. Maybe you're realizing that, that you ha you're a hero and you're feeling like you're not a hero. You need to know that everybody is somebody's hero. No matter what you've done, you can still be somebody's hero. Maybe it's your kids that you're their hero. Maybe it's your husband or your wife that, it, that you are their hero. Maybe it's somebody who watches you at work every day and sees that you're living your life the way that you're living your life, the way they want to be living their life. You're still somebody's hero. Every one of us in this room is somebody's hero. Maybe you're assembling your fellowship of the ring. Maybe you are gathering the people around you to help prepare you for that epic journey. 
There's men's and women's groups at this church that meet regularly. Great people to be with. If you're ready to, to jump off of that, the ordinary life and cross that threshold and you are ready to either rededicate your life to the Lord or you are ready to, to dedicate your life to the Lord for the first time, come find me after the service. I'd like to talk with you. I'd like to pray with you. Yeah. Victoria mentioned these cards that are in the seat back in front of you. If you're ready to get involved in something more, fill out the card write what's next on it or check the what's next box in there. If you want to get involved in the women's groups or the men's group, mark it on there. What's next or small groups is a box you can check. My name's Donnie and I was made for this. I don't know all of your names. I know some of your names. Dusty's about to start kicking off into a new series next week about getting healthy, about getting emotionally healthy so that you can be spiritually healthy, so that you can be physically healthy as you get ready and prepared for the holiday season as a church. Thank you so much for joining us today. It means more than you know to have you with us. And to all of you who partner with us and support the mission of our church, thank you. We cannot be the church without you. Go ahead and click the link in the description to partner with us now, or you can visit thegrovefc.com forward slash partner. If you enjoy the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. This is how the gospel goes forward. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.